Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Yes, hello. Hello, folks. Uh, welcome to Affirmative Murder. I'm Alvin Williams, and joined in t- with us in a very special way this week is Mr. Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- Talk your shit to the people, Fran. What up? Yes, that's right, Hold folks. On, man. Yeah, uh, well, for those of you who are wondering why Fran sounds like he's inside of a, a can of beans... Uh, <laughs> um, I am under the weather, uh, so Fran is not welcome in my home for a little bit. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, after my weeks and weeks of talking very respectfully about the coronavirus, it decided to turn on me this way. I don't know why. I I, I spoke very. I I put respect on coronavirus's name. Fran, would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I stayed I stayed in the house. You know. Um, yep. We didn't do anything very different, except on Friday, me and Sierra, we went to our favorite restaurant, and, you know, Fran, I invited you and Stephanie countless times. You guys never go. But it's a Thai rice bowl place. And what they do is they make really delicious Thai rice food, and right mm-hmm. before they give you the food, they just whisper some nice little kind things into the food and then slide it right to you. You know, if at first you don't succeed, you know. Go out and get one more try, and then they give you the food, <laughs> you know. So uh, other than that, we've been in the house – what is it, I mean, what is that supposed to be like some type of fortune cookie thing? Or? Yeah, it's it's more inter, it's more interactive. It's like a hibachi type of deal. It's but oh, okay. it's very good food with a theme, which is something I oh, enjoy. Okay. But right. uh, you know, apparently, you know, coronavirus. I, you know, it, it, coronavirus. Uh, you know, they whispered that into my food as well. Um, yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> all jokes aside, though, uh, this shit is not fun. Um, I wanted uh, to be candid, so I didn't want to like not do an episode this week because I wanted to tell people like what the deal is. And obviously, there's no restaurant where you people talk into your food and give you food. Uh, I went out and played basketball. I thought it was that one little thing, you know. It's like, oh, well, I don't go to restaurants and I wear a mask in the grocery store, and I know these people, so I'll just go play some basketball. So <laughs> let me be a uh. A warning to you people, that house party or that little secret thing that you think like, oh, I've been so good all this time. It could just catch you. 
I promise yeah. you, man. Like it, it really, you go out that one time, you know, thinking, oh, what's the harm? It's it's a couple of friends, and it it could go down, man. I, it's not been a fun week. Uh, I had a fever of around one o two. And at 103 is when they say you should go to the hospital because that's when you're at risk for, like, seizures and things like that. So mm. I had to keep an eye on that to try to break my fever. Uh, I've had a splitting headache, and I can't taste anything. Uh, I, I didn't know what that meant when I was reading the articles about it, but, no, that is real. And, friend, you know how much I love food. So yeah. that has been very not fun because I'm on the tail end of it right now. I feel better, but I'm not going to get cocky because I felt better a couple days ago. And I was like, you know what, man? Um, you know, Sierra, Sierra's home. I'm going to cook us dinner tonight. I need to feel normal. I've been in bed because that first day I was in bed for 24 hours. I didn't eat a thing. I was had chills and all these things. So by Thursday, it was, it, it, I started feeling rough Monday. By Thursday, I was like, my fever's down around 99. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm eating food. I can't taste it, but, you know, whatever. I got up and went to go make some tuna steaks. And you would have thought I ran a marathon by the time I cooked that food, man. I mean, I'm chopping the garlic. Because I'm, you know, Sierra's like, no, I'll cook. No, no, no. We're going to watch The Office. I'm going to cook us dinner. It's going to be a regular night. Man, by the time I got to the flipping the tuna steaks, and I'm, <sighs> can you, uh, can you pass me, can you pass me the garlic salt? <laughs> and, um, you know, by, and then by the time I ate the food, I'm just, you know how you, when you're a kid, and your head gets too big when you're sleepy, so it's just falling to your chest and falling yeah. back on the back of the couch. Sierra was like, "You go get in bed, please." Like, I was like, "No, it's cool. Let's watch him. Let's watch a movie." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I took my temperature, jumped back up around 101, so I went and got back in bed. So the one thing I'll say is, you you get these. In my experience, you get these kind of ups and downs, and you you don't want to get cocky because shit could go sideways again. Where you're like, "Oh, I feel like it's I'm on the tail end of it." So even though I feel better now. I'm still going to take it easy for another few days. But, I, you know, they say apparently about 10 days after you feel better, that's when your, your, your sense of taste should come back, you know. Oh, okay. And, and what, I, what I thought was the thing was I thought, like, you know, you get a, if you get a stuffy nose, of course you can't taste anything because you can't smell. But I can mm. smell just fine, Fran. I mm. can breathe in air. It just doesn't yeah. smell like anything. I've been cuffing farts. I didn't took. The air freshener in the bathroom and just sprayed. I maced myself with air freshener. I've been spraying my cologne on my arms, which is strong. You know, I use like yeah. ch church pastor cologne. So it like stings the nostrils. But I, it, I feel nothing. I, I, I feel nothing. I smell nothing. I taste nothing. Wow. I took like three carrots to the face yesterday. I hate carrots. But it's like, what does it matter? I, I just, I can eat whatever. So yeah. on the positive end, I am going to take this opportunity to try to lose about five pounds. Cause I, yeah. why I eat fun things, I can't Somebody taste them. Slip you a bowl of shit. You eat <laughs> so please don't slip me a bowl of shit, man. I don't kick, don't kick me while I'm down, man. God damn, no, I don't. Want I, but I would not be able to tell. That's very true. I would not. I wouldn't know. This will be actually a very interesting time to do some kind of game show. You blindfold yeah. me and we take. I taste things because I wouldn't know what it is. Can't smell it. Can't taste it. Don't know. Don't know it. I had a bowl of of rice and an orange for breakfast, and I couldn't tell you if it was good or not, or if it was rice, or if it was even an orange. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, like I said, I just wanted to be candid, and, you know, although, you know, I do stand by everything that I said, but I, you know, I made a mistake, and I went and did one little thing that I thought wasn't a big deal, and because of that, I came home, and I got my partner sick, and that's not cool, you know, so I feel bad about that, but, you know, 
I just wanted to let people know that it can just be that simple. You can go do that. Oh, it's a basement party at my friend's house. It's only a few of us. You don't know what any, because I promise you, it wasn't me that got the people sick of it. I went to the game healthy. Yeah. So somebody, <laughs> somebody came and played basketball. Maybe they didn't have symptoms and they just were asymptomatic and whatever, but yeah. somebody came and played basketball and was sick. And you don't know what anybody's doing when you have these kickbacks or get-togethers. You're just like, oh, it's all, we're all just close friends. Everybody here is cool, you know. I think those forehead temperature things are bullshit. You know, I don't know how accurate those are. So even if you go to some event and they have that, I don't know how accurate that is. But Well, I've, when the research I've done, they said that temperature, when they do it, when you take your forehead temperature, is bullshit because you can have it and not have it. Like, like you say, you'd be asymptomatic to it. But yeah. You can have it and not have a temperature. Somebody can walk through there, have a 97, whatever the normal uh, you know, temperature is. And be coroned out. <laughs> and be coroned out, <laughs> walking there with the virus, just coughing yeah. all everywhere. They think Sharing healthy. drinks, putting arms around people and everything, you know? Right. You and know. another thing is, like, they were saying that um, this goes to everybody. It's just, it's just natural. It's just when you're around people that you're comfortable with, you tend to let your guard down. Absolutely. So you like, yeah, so you're like, oh, I know these people, yeah. but that's not the case. And it's like now, now you're starting to hear the this the phrase of you need to, we got to start respecting the coronavirus. Like it's like it's this this person, like this it's a person that no, like, I, I know now. Respecting this, it, yeah, it was so just like, a myth before. It was just a thing that yeah. we I heard about on the news. Now that Corona came right up in this house and was like, oh, what what you got? What's what's those your leftovers in the fridge? Let me get those, cuz. And just right. took them, ate them in front of my face. Right. I went and just sat down on peed on the toilet like a like like a little child and you know Corona made me its bitch man you know Sierra's, right. and for Sierra's, the listeners go ahead yeah go ahead no go ahead no I was saying for the listeners that I was at this I was at the same basketball event but came late we ended up not on my team we on, yeah we were mm, <laughs> mm, 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 uh, how convenient we was how convenient though. How convenient that is that you came late and when I was gonna pick you up and you didn't you you weren't there on time. That's cool. That's that's fair. How convenient. Hey man, what my fault, man? What my fault? But I was at this basketball event too, and uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had. I I don't think I'm sick. You know, if I feel like. No, you know about it. It's a low. It's a lower chance for everybody in my house to be asymptomatic to the coronavirus. For sure. If I did have it. Yeah, you know, you know about it. I mean, yeah, we was off the teams, and I mean. That's crazy. So it's like now it's like now it's like we're back to especially for us personally. Like now we it's kind of like we got to step back and go. All right. Well, at first we was talking shit about it, and it was like, yeah. Oh right, well, we comfortable going now. Now it's mm. like, all right. Now we're gonna have to like take this. Gonna yeah. be a while before you know shit go back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. It was one of those kind of things where, um, I think the both of us. Like everybody else, you're just you just want a little bit of normalcy. And who I, I right. love basketball. Like I I love right. basketball. Basketball has not been kind to me in the last year. I've I've now been self diagnosed with the. I'm not getting that test. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I because I can't taste food, I'm just gonna go ahead and self uh, diagnose myself with coronavirus and just quarantine myself and not see anybody because I don't want to go get that test. It, I'm sick, so I know that yeah. getting the test wouldn't do anything for me. So I'm just gonna treat myself like I have it. And, yeah. um, but you know, I just, we just wanted to have a little sense of normalcy and have some fun and, yeah, and you know, and then you start going, oh, it's been so long, man. And you know, it, you know the numbers and like they, they, you know, stuff isn't that bad. And then you, you go and you do that one thing where you just go, oh, just, just one night or whatever, you know, or it's, it's been long enough, man. You know, I was mad wrong, you know, and everybody didn't get sick. And you know, to the person who I have my suspicions on who gave me coronavirus. <laughs> 
I'm not going to say any names on the podcast, but I to, I have my suspicions on who gave it to me. And I will hunt I you mean, down. I mean, you can't be you can't be the only one that's that's probably had it that we play basketball with. Somebody somebody got something and we don't know. And not saying anything. Maybe cuz yeah, yeah. Cuz they've been I'm talking sure, mad shit cuz a lot of the people that we played basketball and this should have been the red flag. Is a lot of the people that we went and played basketball with been like, oh, this shit is bullshit. I don't even, I, I think there's a lot of falseness to it. And I think they're inflating the numbers because for you to say some shit like that and then I just go play basketball for an hour and I get sick. Yeah. That to me, for, for, damn the numbers and all that kind of stuff. I stepped out of the house once and yeah. went around some people and I got sick. Yeah. Now, I know that's anecdotal, but yeah. that's what happened to me. I did one thing. I don't do anything. Yeah. I have not been to a restaurant, a bar. A party, nothing. And I, now, obviously, basketball is very much like hey, high five, man, slap butts. What's going on, man? Ha ha, man, you that's yeah. weak. There's a lot of spit talking and all. That. I know it's an intimate kind of thing, but any, I don't do anything. And I did this one thing, and and I got sick. So that's my testimony, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I hope you feel better. <laughs> I'm glad you on the tail end. I'm glad you didn't have any crazy symptoms, you know, like other people have had. And then for sure, I don't like to hit. I don't like now. I don't like to hear people talking about the numbers are inflated and all this. I mean, people are dying. I mean, like no, this for is sure. not like you know, regardless of what the numbers are, if somebody <laughs> right. dies, it's a it's a big deal. And what I will right. say is, a hundred. I'm 28 years old, man. 102 fever didn't feel dope to me at all. And that's me being nice. When I say it didn't feel dope, I mean like I was incapacitated for a couple of days. Like I could not move. I had the shivers. I couldn't look at the light. Like my eyes hurt terribly. So I couldn't imagine being 60 years old and getting hit with some shit like this. You know. Yeah. I know the flu is bad and all that kind of stuff, and it's but it this was worse than the flu. I can say that f- firsthand now. You know, like I, I know before I was just kind of saying that because that's what I was being told. Yeah. Now I know this is worse than a, any. I've never. I, I even when I was a kid, I never been took out by the flu for twenty four hours. Never, never. I even even as a kid, never just like oh I'm down. Yeah. Two, a, a day and a half, no food, shivering in bed, didn't get up, weak, can't walk barely. This shit took me down. So I couldn't imagine, you know, you got pre-existing conditions, you older. This shit is not fun, man. And it yeah, didn't man. kill me and I, you know, whatever, I, you know, I'm feeling better and everything. But that's no reason to go, well, then we should just let everybody get it and just, you know. Because <laughs> uh-huh. people, because because some people are going to get it and they're not going to be okay. Right. You know, so me, my testimony is not like I got it and it's cool. And so it's not even a it's not even a big deal, guys. Like if you get it, it's cool. Like you just feel a little bit down and then you get better after a few days. It's like, no, nah, man, I don't wish this on anybody. This shit was not fun. There was nothing dope about this. Like I, it was not like I was just watching TV and eating soup. Like I could not eat anything and I didn't want to watch any TV because my eyes hurt to be open. And now I can't taste the del- I, I, the most depressing thing. <laughs> is I had a fever, right? So I was like, I'm going to eat some ice cream. And I forgot that I can't taste anything. So I'm going and I'm about two scoops into the ice cream. And it's like I can feel in my mouth. Like I can feel in my mouth when the salty food or sweet food or whatever. So yeah. I can feel the creaminess of the ice cream. Can't taste anything, man. It's like this, it's like a, a, this is like a, a level of hell, bro. It's really, it's like a nightmare. <laughs> like if you had a dream yeah. where all your favorite foods were on a table and a, you went to like a witch's house and you go like, ooh, cake. And you go to like pick it up. And you, I can't taste anything. I, what is it? You know, so that's been my life for the past like four days where I'm like, <laughs> my favorite things, my, my favorite treats, I can't taste them. You know, so coming out of the tail end of all the nightmarish things, this is still a not fun thing that when I'm feeling better, it's like, 
well, I guess I'll just eat uh, a bag of almonds because I can't, I can't taste anything. What? Why would I go spend money and get like delicious food when yeah. I can't taste the deliciousness of the food? So, like I said, it's kind of a you know, if I'm looking for my 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 uh, silver lining here, you know, coronavirus. Let me let me let me do an ad read real quick. Coronavirus, right? So, are you a little bit out of that beach body look? Go out, <laughs> go out, play some basketball, contract contract COVID nineteen, and lose your taste buds, and then just eat healthy food. You won't be tortured by it. It won't be a chore because you can't taste anything. And you'll the, watch the pounds fall off. Coronavirus, get it today. <laughs> um, but don't get it. Today. <laughs> yeah, don't, no, get don't get it today. Get it. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't get it. Wear a mask and <laughs> stay in the house unless you yeah. need to go somewhere and wear a mask there too. The, the 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 sooner we all do that, and I know I said this. This is why you know. Again, I'm taking my walk of shame. You know, I'm taking my walk of shame. I know I've been saying this. For the last Shame. couple of weeks. But I mean it. Shame. The sooner we all put Shame. our masks on and curve the you know the spread, Shame. the sooner we all can go to bars and, and all these kind of things. And I feel terrible that I <laughs> that I contributed to that by going out and playing basketball and, and, and getting somebody Shame. that I care about sick, you know? So Shame. now I say that with new eyes. Shame. <laughs> stay in the house, man. Just you don't need to go to that hookah bar or whatever kind of backdoor secret thing because you know they closed everything back down the bars they closed them back down yeah. in the restaurants yeah the dining and restaurants yeah so don't go to any kind of like oh well i know a guy who owns a uh bill bateman's franchise and he he'll let you come in through the back door and, and hang out if you know don't do that don't because the people who are going to that don't believe in the you're hanging out with like petri dishes People that actively go into Walmart, like with no mask on and causes their scenes. Those yeah, are the people like, that go to backdoor restaurants. Yeah, that's like a that's how that has something to do with like people's beliefs, like religious type stuff. Like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask because of some reason. Some reason I believe. And I was yeah, like, what? That's a bunch of bullshit, man. I was like, people... I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, talking about people's beliefs and whatnot. Right. I mean, that's that's crazy. People just don't like being told what to do. That's all. Exactly. It is. That's all it is, man. But anyway. Um, folks, I, I am, I am okay. You know, I don't want to alarm anybody. I am, I'm fine. Um, you know, and you know, the show must go on. I, I you know, I, you know, I don't, I would never want to derail this show cause I, it means a lot to me and I wouldn't want to not put out a product. So here we are. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. That's not coronavirus related. So stick around. <laughs> All right, and we are back, friend. It is my turn to go first this week. So please prepare yourself for my affirmative murder. Um, my story this week is about Pazuzu Algrad. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. P-A-Z-U-Z-U. Pazuzu. Okay. This is a white man. Oh, oh, Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Okay, Pazuzu. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So um, my source was all that's interesting. Great website. They do really good articles and stuff. Um, so Pazuzu was born John Alexander Lawson on August 12th, 1978 in San Francisco. What? what? That, was his, that was his birth name? His birth name is John Lawson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's very creative with this. Yes. Uh, okay. John Lawson, also known as Pazuzu Algar Algarad 
Okay, he was he was born in San Francisco, California, in, in August of 1978, and at, at some point, Algarad and his mother relocated to Clemens, North Carolina. Not a lot is known of his early life since he often reinvented stories about his childhood. But they had, I watched an interview from a lady who used to babysit him because her and the her her son and him were kind of friends, and his mom was kind of off, like fucking dudes and getting drunk and stuff. So he was kind of left. You know how some, you know, we grew up, sometimes you grow up, it's like a kid that is unkept. Yeah. You know, he's got like juice, like a juice ring around his mouth and no <laughs> shirt. You know, he was one, he was uh, one of those kids. Like, oh, you can, you can stay here until nighttime and then you got to go home. He yeah. was that kid. And she said he was a nice kid and all this kind of stuff, but he loved the Freddy Krueger movies and, and vampires and all that kind of stuff. He was very into that kind of stuff. But she said he seemed, he was a very nice kid. Um. According to Pazuzu's mother, Cynthia, he was diagnosed at a young age with, with several mental illnesses, including schizophrenia and agoraphobia. For those of you who don't know, agoraphobia is a fear of going outside. Right? So while okay. Cynthia... Never heard of that one. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agoraph- no. Agoraphobia, man. I don't know anybody with it, but I'm familiar with it. Just referenced in TV shows and plot lines and weird TV things that I've watched. Um, while Cynthia initially got Algorad uh, the psychiatric help that he needed... She ran out of money and was no longer able to afford his treatment. So his mental, <laughs> his mental illness quickly deteriorated. And, you know, you know, I'll get to what proceeded after that. Uh, his mother was also quoted saying that he wasn't by any means an angel, but he wasn't a bad person or a boogeyman or whatever phrases people have called him. It was, two th- it was in 2002 that then John who in high school, I think they called him like poopy boy. Cause he just, he, he they say he just smelled like shit. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, which is not fun. So he got bullied and I, I understand all that. That's not, you know, I, I don't know if that that's on him fully. Well, it is. I'll, I'll get to why it is on him fully. It's not like yeah. his mom just didn't wash his clothes. Then we'd be like, Oh man, it's like that. Um, that principal in New Jersey It's Oh, they, he's just ashamed to go to school. Cause his, his, his parents aren't taking care of his hygiene, but he, yeah, had his own responsibilities to, to his hygiene, but he was an 18 year old freshman in high school. He eventually, oh yeah, most definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he eventually, <laughs> he eventually, he eventually dropped out of school, and this is when he, uh, he kind of reemerged. Like everybody that he went to high school with, kind of forgot about him. Man, that kid, John, happened to a poopy boy, and yeah. he he reemerged as uh, Pazuzu Ila Algarad. Right, so he just kind of pops back up, and and that's who he is. He's got dreads now; they're colored, and all these things. Right. Uh, the name is actually an an, an homage to uh, the Assyrian demon referenced in the movie The Exorcist. Um, so after his name change, Algarad aimed his, aimed to ostracize himself from society by covering his face in, in tattoos and filing his teeth down into points. What so he just had like all these little jaggedy sharp teeth. Yeah. yeah. He would tell people he regularly made animal sacrifices and even claimed to be able to control the weather. So when that ha- you're just like, yeah, man, all right, cool. So um, good seeing you, man. You know, high school was fun. Have a good one, okay? He's like, no, brother, I, would- I can control the rain. It's going to rain when I make it. It's like, oh, yeah, all right, man, cool, all right. See you later, man. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, according to a psychiatrist... Algarad bathed no more than once a year and had not brushed his teeth in years, claiming that personal hygiene 
stripped the body of its defenses in warding off infection and illness. But it's, what is the one time that he does it? Why is why is he does it? It's maybe time? like a ceremonial thing, like you know, <laughs> like annual, okay. it, the, like on the day of the. La- it's like a calendar date, like it's it's yeah. October the fifth. Like Back day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, today I wash <laughs> off the year and start anew. Yeah, he's very much <laughs> like that. Everything's like a, a means something, and it's a ceremony. Devil shedding skin, all that. It's probably that. That's why it's one day. It's like yeah. a whole thing. They they eat a they eat a dog and whatever you know. Um, His behavior was a major rebellion against Clemens and its residents because the town was known for being heavily Christian. And he believed that if he couldn't be the top dog in this town, because they're all like, you know, preppy and Christian and stuff. He's like, well, I'm going to be like the most infamous dark person in this town where everybody's going to be like, whoa, you know, if I can't be the most liked, I'm going to be the most like feared. Yeah. Right. So Pazuzu also drew comparisons to Charles Manson for his uncanny ability to draw other people who felt outcasted by society into his strange, smelly orbit and encourage them to uh, engage in debauchery. You know, his house, they mm. say his house was terrible. I'll get to his house a little bit, but I don't even really think I can paint the picture fully. I, I recommend people look this up. There's a whole documentary about it and news stories. I mean, it's like you worse think, than any hoarding house I've ever seen. You they think it's worse than Anthony Sowell's house? Um, no, because the bodies weren't in the house. Okay. So he's got Anthony Sowell beat and cleanliness in that way but <laughs> he had a lot of dogs and it was like straight up ammonia when you open the door because it mm. they, the dogs peed his friends would pee oh. he'd pee poop they poop the dogs poop and nobody cleaned it up the dogs eat the poop that's how you know he was like a oh man skis are shit on the floor like a person not a dog and then the only yeah. way the shit isn't there anymore is because a dog ate it it's not like it. it's yeah. not like a person cleaned it up so anytime the shit's gone, it's because a dog ate the shit. So it was him and some friends, or he lived with his mom. His mom. So, so did his mom have the uh, what is it? The agoraphobia? What is it? He I don't think she it? she didn't have agoraphobia. He had agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they, but they just shit now. It was just like yeah, yeah. Well, they were just raging, and his mom would be out drinking. She wouldn't be home a ton. Oh, okay. She was out hooking up with dudes, getting her, you know doing her thing, whatever. I mean, not whatever. She was a terrible mom, but. You know, yeah. she wasn't home much to be like, why is your friendship? It's <laughs> crazy. That's such a crazy thing to have to say to your kid. Like, why? Like, my, my mom was like, your friend shit in the in the living room. I was like, oh, my bad, mom. Sorry. We got a little rowdy. Uh, <laughs> we got a little excited. Yeah, we, you know, we got, you know, we got a little rambunctious. Sorry, Teen Choice Awards was on. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, his former friend, Nate Anderson, would later say he had a twisted sort of charisma. It's the kind of charisma that isn't going to appeal to everyone, but certain minds are going to be drawn in by that. The misfits, the outcasts, people living on the edge, or people who wanted to live on the edge. So he drew all those people in. So like juggalos and, you know, uh-huh. those like outskirt society types. Hot topic employees. What, what, they just had a pussy, they had like shit parties and stuff? Yeah, shit, basically, shit yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you go, you can go there, you can do heroin, meth, you can just shit like there. Ugh. You know, it's BYOS, you just be, bring your own shit, you shit where you want. There's no, it's super lax, house rules are super lax, you pee here, you shit there, whatever, man. Just bring the drugs, 
and be yeah. ready to be involved in some debauchery. His only rule no was no TP. rules. No Don't TP come in allowed. here. No what? No TP allowed. No T. No, no, no. This is a TP free house. You just you just <laughs> drop it and no swipe. Go by. Yeah, you just go drop it, business. go about your business, which is bold. I I do clean pinches sometimes, but that's a bold move. Every time is not a clean pinch. Sometimes you gotta wipe, but they were like, no, nope. yeah, <laughs> no, nope. no matter what, I'm not wiping. Yeah, itchy butt, you know, you know. So that's super gross. Yeah, man. savages, true savages. Um, so he also drew um similar comparisons to Manson because Algarod also had a way of attracting women. But <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, somehow you know, uh, Amber Birch Wait. and what? No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Amber Birch and Crystal Matlock were two of his known fiancés. So there may have been others, but these were the two main ones. Um, they frequented his home a lot, so they were probably in there shitting and peeing too. You know, probably doing fucking whippets of nitrous oxide. <laughs> Oh man, you know, fucking! It was nuts, and it was like some demonic shit going on in the house. Where it's like they were doing crazy drugs and shitting and smearing it on the wall, and all this is uh-huh. it was nuts in there, right? So, Pazuzu's house at twenty seven forty nine Knob Hill Drive became a hub for those outcasts and misfits. They could come and stay for as long as they wanted. Algarad did not care what they did in his home. Activities at Algarad's home included self-harm, drinking the blood of birds, performing rabbit sacrifices, uh, doing copious amounts of drugs, and staging orgies. This is crazy. So, you know, just a super fun time. You know, like, just the type of things people wish that the coronavirus was over with so they can get out and go do these things again. There's a damn circus in there. I feel like you're being judgmental, friend, right? So, like, listen, imagine, right... <laughs> you, you're on your route, right? You do you dropping mail off, right? Yeah. You come up to a house. It's got a little faint smell of ammonia, but you you know you go and I don't know what you got your AirPods on and you know yeah you going opening the mailbox out door opens up boom. Yes, my children keep partying the festivities. Oh, mailman, hello, how are you? Are you just great? Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm fine, my friend. Um. I see you noticed that my hog is tucked between my legs. It's, it's no, because I, I oh, well, now that we've brought it up and we're talking about it, um, I only unsheath my hog when I'm fucking in the name of Satan. Anyway, I wanted to come out because uh, I need to see if my unemployment check came, and luckily here you are. Um, is it in there? Uh, no, sir, today I'm actually... Uh... Well, the reason why I'm talking to you from a distance because your dog is out. Yes, and yes. I mean, and by dog, I mean your actual pet is out. Oh, yes. Uh, I thought so you, I'm, I'm allowed, sorry. I thought you were referring to something else. Yes. Oh, uh, no. So I'm not allowed to come up on the porch. Uh, well, please. I mean, come. I mean, service. we have we have copious amounts of heroin inside. I mean, I know it's a hot day. Come inside. You know, the only rule is if you come in this house, you have to fuck. Oh, uh, uh, um, no, no, thank you. Uh, I appreciate the invite, but I, I, sir, I have to go. I have to go. Tato here. I just have to. I have other deliveries have to make. Okay, I get I it. Oh, I, oh, I get it. You're one of those. Oh, you haven't seen the light of Satan yet. Um, I me? understand that you're a prudish person, um, but let's talk business because, you know, we'll talk about, you know, blood orgies, pig sacrifices, these things later. You know, um, uh, do you drink bird blood? Uh, no, sir, I do not. Okay, all right, that's fine. Anyway, my check. Um, why don't you have my check? 
Uh, I may have it, sir, but I just can't come up because the dog is out right now. I'm just sorry, but I-, I have to go. So see ya. Okay. Well, when you get the check, I sir, go. sir when you get when you get the check, just bring. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting nibbles from my Satan princess. Um, when you get the check, bring it back, and you feel free to come inside. You know, knock twice if you love orgies. Am I right? Hello. All right. All right. By this time, I already pulled off. Called the police. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you called the police too. He said too many red flags. Shit on him. <laughs> Look, and the thing about that is, it, there's a house on my route. Right oh boy. So this house, I mean, the grass, and somebody lives in this house. The grass okay. is growing like crazy. Okay. It's, it's That's always a red shit. flag. Yes, dog shit everywhere. Like, so like in the grass. In the grass, on the step, on the oh, sidewalk, near the door, shit, shit balls everywhere. So it's like, so you can smell it from oh. the house to the left and to the house to the right. Oh, property so value house, in the tank. Property what? value in so the this, tank. So this house, I only go up, I only go up to this house once a week. I oh, you just save all the mail. I just, I just hold the mail until <laughs> only time I go up there is Saturday because I don't. It's either I only go up there Saturdays or I just hold it to like if I'm off the next day. Somebody else does it, so they can go up there and do it. <laughs> Other than that, I will not because it just it smells. So, it's like now. Do you I think this is corona related? Like, do you think they won't come out of the house and cut the no. grass and just let the dog out no. real quick? And no, well, because I think the the person that lives there is they're renting the house. I'm I'm if they are, I'm surprised that they're renting the house. If, or if the the landlord is still renting it out to this this tenant. Mm. Um, but like, so have you ever like, seen a person? This, I've never seen a person in there. I've seen the dog. I've seen the dog. It was like, the dog looks sick and looks skinny. Oh, and it's like, why hasn't anybody called animals? You know, something on, on this, whoever this person is. I don't know. I just, I don't know if this person has a physical uh, disability or a mental disability or whatever. Either way, that sounds like a wellness check, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it, it smells off. It's like, how, it's like I, if the outside is dirty, just how I look at it, the outside is dirty. Oh, the inside is nice. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine what the inside yeah, the inside is the nice. Looks or smells because the dog is that shitting is, and peeing so much that they're like, "Oh God, let it out! Let it! Out. Let the dog outside!" Oh my goodness, man! Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 gross. Jesus man. Christ! Well, no matter how gross you think that house is, <laughs> it has nothing on Pazuzu's house. Think just that, just think about wild. that, right? <laughs> the worst house you've ever been. I once went into a house that just had a shit on the floor. Like you walk in, boom, it's a shit, boom, right there, perfectly like swirled. It just dropped in a pile. <laughs> It wasn't yeah. like pellets. It was like in one, like a, a Froyo swirl. Yeah. And I was like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. I've seen some pretty fucked up houses. This dude's house was disgusting. It was crazy, right? So uh, um, the house was in dire conditions. There was garbage everywhere, animal carcasses lying around, and blood smeared all over the walls. It was dark and reeked of decay. There were satanic messages and pentagrams painted all over the property. His mother's room was somewhat in pristine, was somewhat pristine in comparison to the rest of the house, but dirty nonetheless. Like she was the belle of the ball in a nightmare home, which isn't saying much. It's like, oh, you don't have shit in your room. Right. Good, good job. Um, in October of 2010, <laughs> Pazuzu was charged with accessory after the fact of involuntary manslaughter. 
A month earlier, the body of Joseph Emmerich Chandler was discovered in Yadkin County. Algorad was accused of concealing information from investigators and allowing a murder suspect to stay at his house. You know, so basically one of his disciples came and was like, man, Pazuzu, man, I got in some trouble. I murdered a dude. He's like, oh, it's fine, brother. Come in. I love it. No rules. Give me all the details. And then he was arrested for being accessory after the fact. So wow. this dude, this dude didn't follow any laws of nature or like rules or anything. He loved anything yeah. that was outside of the bounds of what was legal and like decent. So somebody come into their, his house and saying they killed somebody's like, oh, come in, man. <laughs> Do you want some old rotten milk I got in the fridge? Come enjoy. Um, on October 5th, 2014, 35-year-old Algarad and his fiance, 24-year-old Amber Birch, were both arrested after skeletal remains were, uh, of two men were found buried in Algarad's backyard. On October 13th, the men were identified as Joshua Frederick Wetzler and Tommy Dean Welch, who had both disappeared way back in 2009. Now, keep in mind that the people who he would attract to his house were, you know, outcasts, people, people that people weren't searching for, you know, like. Mm -hmm. So that's why you somebody can be missing for, you know, six years and everybody knows that Pazuzu is the place to be for these kind of people and nobody checked. Cause it's like, I don't know. They, maybe they just left town. Yeah. You know? Um, so shortly after the arrest, Algarad and Birch, Algarad's other fiance, 28 year old Crystal Matlock was charged in connection with the death of one person whose body was found. So Crystal Matlock was charged only for being an accessory to one of the bodies that was found. Uh, but, um, what is her name? Uh, but, uh, Birch, mm-hmm. uh, what's her goddamn first name? There's Crystal Matlock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call her Birch cause I can't remember her. Fuck. Amber Birch. Amber Birch was more involved with disposing and taking out these bodies than, than Crystal Matlock was. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Crystal, she was found. She was suspected of helping with the burial of Wetzler. That's it. So she was after the fact, right? It was later alleged that Algarad had killed Wetzler in July 2009, and Birch had helped bury his body. Meanwhile, mm. Birch allegedly killed Welch in October 2009, and Algarad had helped with the with that burial. Both men had died as a result of a gunshot wound to the back of the head. So that to mm. me sounds a little packedy. It's like I'm gonna kill a guy, yeah, and you help me bury him, and then you kill a guy, and then our love is eternal right. in the name of Satan. That's what it sounds like to me. It just I don't think they had two incidences where these guys were talking crazy to them or being disrespectful. I feel like they were like, no, we're gonna kill somebody. Uh, soon after the remains were found, the property county the the property. County housing officials deem the home unfit for human habitation. Really? Which is way too... It's been <laughs> way, way too late for that recommendation. Uh, right. <laughs> like, like you said, I'm sure the neighbors could smell this house. Everybody knew what was up with this house. In April 2015, Pazuzu, Pazuzu's House of Horrors was demolished. Wow, damn. And they were like, get this they the fuck. Yeah, yeah, get this the fuck out of here. That's what they did to Anthony Sowell's house. I was like, get this shit out of here, man. This shit has got the heebie jeebies all over it, right? So, um 
In the early hours of October 28, 2015, Algarab was found dead in his prison cell at, at Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm. The death was ruled a suicide. He bled to death as a result of a deep cut on his left arm. The instrument Algarad used remains unknown. Some people speculate that he might have bitten through his own arm, which I've spoken about countless times Thank on this podcast. Um, this dude was next level. Uh, on March 9, 2017, Amber Birch pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, armed robbery, and accessory after the fact to murder. Tommy Dean Welch had reportedly been at Algarad's home along with Birch and others. Prosecutors said Birch shot him twice in the head with a 22 caliber rifle as he sat on the couch. Damn. Birch was sentenced to a minimum of a minimum of 30 years and eight months in prison with a maximum of 39 years and two and two months. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Crystal Matlock pleaded guilty to conspiracy to accessory after the fact to first degree murder on June 5th, 2017. She was sentenced to a minimum of three years and two months with a maximum of four years and 10 months in prison. What? Well, she only, she only helped, not only, she helped Barry. She didn't kill anybody. She didn't hurt anybody, which this is actually, I know, but it actually gives me an interesting precedent to look at, to see what could happen with the girlfriend of the dude who killed Vanessa Guillen. Yeah. Because she didn't kill Vanessa Guillen, but she did crude, horrible thing. I mean, this girl, I don't think these bodies were like desecrated. I think they just buried them. This the girl in the Amber Guillen case did wretched, horrible things to that girl's body. So I I think the penalty will be harsher, but you I don't know, think she's gonna get life in prison. Is is the, the, the like if people are thinking she's gonna get life in prison, I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, you said come on, Vanessa? Well, the girl, the gas station the gas station girlfriend. Oh, you said you said you said Amber Guillen. That's why I was. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I'm in Vanessa yeah. Guillen. Yeah, I got the, yeah. the names mixed up. Yeah, in the Vanessa Guillen case, the mm-hmm. young lady kind of draws some similarities and may yeah. may draw some similarities in sentencing to this young lady who helped Pazuzu dispose of a body but didn't kill anybody or anything like that. Now, like I said, that girl in the in the Vanessa Guillen in the Vanessa Guillen case went a lot further than just burying a body. So I think her sentence will be harsher, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be life 60 years. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's going to be anything like that. I wish it was. And she's, and she's like, a, she's a federal employee or whatever you want to call it too. So I'm sure that's going to take, that's going to be go against it too. Also her being in the military and whatnot. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's, that's probably like some kind of war crime or some kind of, uh, yeah extra add-on to your sentence or something. That could be possible. Mm-hmm. Hurting a military official or desecrating a military body. I'm, I'm sure it's some kind of... It's all kind of laws that you don't know about till you get charged with it. <laughs> right. You, like, you, like, spit on a, you spit on a... <laughs> you spit on a cop's <laughs> foot. That's a, against the... Specifically? That's against the law? Like, yeah, man. You did it. So, sure. Charged. Um, so, a few years have passed, but Pazuzu continues to live in infamy for his very sadistic life and crimes in North Carolina. And Fran, that was the story of uh, John Alexander Lawson, also known as Pazuzu Algarad. Yeah. So does this? Does he have pictures of him smiling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Oh yeah. He's got. So what, dre- he, so what does he look like? A pumpkin or something? No, he looks like he looks <laughs> like a juggalo. He has green dreadlocks and uh, all these tribal lines and shit on his face, and uh, he looks pretty terrifying. And his teeth are all fucked up, and yeah, yeah, he's really terrifying looking. 
But imagine like a house being so trash and smells so horrible that they gotta go. Yeah, we gotta. We just gotta demolish this whole thing. We can't yeah, just burn it down. Just like, like there's no way to fix this or for this yeah. to be on like a HGTV show. Like we're gonna renovate this and flip <laughs> it back and, ma- and make a profit. It's like no, just get the bulldozers, man. This is just let's just make this a lot and start from scratch. Yeah, no, he, they That's fucked funny. that. They fucked that house up, man. And beyond mm-hmm. like. Trashed is not even a <laughs> trash is too nice. They did some vile fucking shit in the shit, piss and blood and orgies, so sex and smell. Just in there smelling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you take you you take a hit of heroin just face planting some shit because you get the, right. the leans, fall out, elbow hit the hit the wall, shit on smear on the wall. It's crazy. I have shit fights and shit, they probably throwing it at each other and whatnot. Oh yeah, sometimes. you know, you know they had some games like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. Shit fight, like rolling up like snowballs and shit. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, that was my affirmative murder. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stick around. And we are back. Uh, it's my turn to tell my story, my affirmative murder for this week. Doing my story from live from the, the Fran Evans office mm. home. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is. It's a bit of a different environment right now. Um, got your feet up in the Lazy Boy, or you know? No, nah, I'm in like a metal, like fold up chair. My butt is hurting like crazy. At home, padding. Yeah, treat yourself. Like my better. office. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't have a. I don't have like an office chair. Look, hey, <laughs> I got listen, like a foldable chair. Listeners, we're gonna crowdsource, man. We gotta get friend <laughs> uh, office chair. <laughs> I got like a something like a pillow. I had to use like an old pillow. Yeah, you sitting on like a cookout chair. Cushion for my ass. Yeah. <laughs> It, it got it's like metal with like you ever know about the metal chairs the little pad they got like little pads on them oh that pad that trash. pad is just for show it's yeah. just to make you think it's it's comfortable this is deception <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so my first murder this week is the unresolved murder of Kanika Powell mm. um so um I thought this is a pretty good story yeah um it's not it's not your normal like cold case because um. Cause this is the death of a woman, so we know she died, but we just don't know. Based all on the you details. know, this is story, we just know all the details, right? Um, so what I'm gonna read first before I get into the story is the email that Miss um, Kanika Powell sent out um, to like a group of friends. So it was just like um, this mass email she sent out just to like uh, a close knit group of friends. Okay. About what happened, some things that happened to her over the weekend. Mm. So the email it says from KTP. Uh, I'm guessing T is her middle name, so it's KTP. So Kanika T Powell one three one. The subject of, of the email was weekend. So the email um, contained it was said, "I just wanted to share with you the scariest thing that happened to me this weekend. Saturday evening around 7 p.m., a man was knocking at my door. As you all know, I live alone. I asked who it was, and he didn't answer." So once I got close to the door and looked out of the peephole, I saw a male figure that was not familiar to me at all. Mm. I asked who he was, and all he started, and all he stated was that he was from the FBI and that he was looking for Kanika Powell. Mm. It freaked me out completely because the man knew my name. He mm. held a shield up. Um, he held a shield up, but no picture ID. He never gave his name. Mm-hmm. He told me he was looking for me in regards to an investigation. I told him that I had no idea as to what he was talking about and that he would need to show me documentation as well as a warrant of some sort. Mm -hmm. So he left, and I looked out my bedroom window and saw him walking. 
I also heard a voice tell him to walk in the opposite direction. Oh. The whole si- yeah, right. The whole situation was scary and seemed so false. So because of this incident, not only did I go not only did I get no sleep for the rest of the weekend, which is that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I'd keep somebody you up come for knock sure. on your door. Yes, yes. Uh so um so let's just she didn't get any sleep for the rest of the weekend. But I am now trying to get an alarm system installed in my apartment. I had one in my old apartment, but I just hadn't had it transferred to over to my new one. Mm. Um, as far as everything that happened with the guy, I did call FBI and they told me that it was more likely a bogus. It was more likely bogus because they never come to your door by themselves and they always leave a car of some sort um, yeah. so that you can contact them. Absolutely. I called the local police as well to give them a description description just in case someone is out here out there trying to rape or harm single women. Yeah. Pass pass this on ladies. This is not fake. This is not a fake forward. This happened to me, Kanika. Mm. Who knows who these guys are and what they are doing and in what areas other than mine. Now that's it's that's unfortunate that um a woman, a single woman has to send out this email to with, warn people. To warn people because Dudes are just randomly knocking on knocking on her door. They know her information, and it's like that's just that's terrifying. I can't even imagine how she felt for the rest of that weekend. Well, sex trafficking shit is real, man. I mean, they they're, they're out here snatching women out in broad daylight, you know, all this kind of that's stuff. Wow. So, so um, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, the crazy part is though, there's people who go like, "Oh my god, the FBI will let me open the door." You know, luckily she was smart enough to, right. yep. you know, be alert and ask questions that maybe got a caught them and made them like oh they, they're suspicious you know but some yeah. people might just go oh i'll open the door right up i don't the fbi i don't want to get in trouble right you know, yeah that might have been the wrong move scared yeah right yep so on august 25th 2008 a young woman shared this email with her family and friends wishing to warn um them of what she thought could be a potential scam three days later the same woman would be shot to death mm. 28-year-old Kanika Powell was an ambitious, hardworking career woman, intelligent and level-headed. She had graduated in 1998 from Largo High School, located in Maryland. Mm. She enlisted in the Army Marvel? two years. Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She enlisted in the Army two years later and served in Korea before coming home to the United States in 2004. Oh, wow. She got a job with the John Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory as a contract worker. Before com- before becoming a lab worker in 2006, this laboratory called APL solves complex research, engineering, and analytical problems that present critical challenges to our nation. Mm. The job required top-level security clearance, and Powell was often elusive about its specifics to her family and friends. Yeah, she had this 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 very high-level security job that she couldn't. I'm guessing she couldn't share like job, her work she did, day she with couldn't, you. Right, she couldn't share that with her families and uh, families and friends. Um, so Kanika signed her email with a description of her job: the Special Security One Three S Four Four Eight J H U Forward Slash APL. Oh, now I have no idea what that means, but yeah. I'm guessing you don't get paid enough code. to know. That, yeah, you don't get paid enough. Yeah, to know <laughs> you don't got the clearance. So, for that. Uh, right. So this sort of job involves managing other people's clearance and possibly suspending them as as per this explanation, um, and this is just, they had another site where um, kind of, it was trying to explain what this, this, this special security code meant, but I couldn't really understand it. It didn't really get too deep. Sure. And I found a story on Reddit, and 
you go from that and then you just click, read, click, read, click, read. Now. And then I was like, okay, I got to, I got to get back to what I was Right. Doing. Yeah. You, you so fell into a little rabbit I hole. <laughs> yeah. I, I read this story and it jumped to like five different things. And the other stuff I was reading was, was mostly just theories of what uh, possibly happened with this young lady. Right. Um, so Powell had a tight knit group of girlfriends. She maintained contact with from high school um, and also very close who are very close to her family. Her mother remembers that Kanika would occasionally leave town for her work, but would never specify why. These mm. trips could be to California or Florida, but she never told her mother what exactly she was doing. Mm. And if you don't tell your mom, if you're close with your mom, can't you, tell tell nobody. Your mom you can't tell nobody. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, all right. She's proud of her baby, though. She got her a, a government job, got her a salary. That's cool. I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, you can't tell me. That's fine. Yeah, but you know, as a mom, she's like, I'm sure this, was she in the back of her head? She like, you know, I don't, I don't really trust this. You know, I don't know what she's doing. Sure. As a mother. I'm yeah, yeah. If, I, if I can't know all the details, I, you always want right, to know, right, right. I, you know, the details. Why are your kids on planes and stuff? Yeah. So Kanika lived in a quiet Maryland complex located in Prince George's County mm. on August twenty third, a Saturday night. <laughs> a man knocked on her door, claiming to be F, claiming to be an FBI agent. Right. He addressed her by her full name. He held his badge up to the peephole of her apartment but walked away when she asked for the photo ID. Shaken, Kanika told her mother that she thought the badge looked fake. Kanika also thought a second man was there as well. She did not see him, but heard him yell at the first man to walk in the opposite direction mm. after, after Kanika um, asked for his photo ID. Yeah. So Kanika called 911 after the incident, and the police arrived in four minutes. They canvassed the area, but found no trace of either of the men. Kanika thought that she was possibly the target of a scam. Mm. Differing reports claim that she either installed or planned to install a security system after this event. Mm. She reported this incident to the apartment complex and contacted the FBI, who confirmed that they had sent no agents to her apartment. Mm. She also vented to a friend on August 26th, who said that she seemed messed up about the whole thing. I'm sure. Now, when you hear that... um. These people call the police, or these victims call the police, and they go up. We looked around, didn't see nothing. Um, then they just go about their business. I felt like they should have. This is just me speaking. I felt like they should have had somebody on, on watch. Yeah, yeah, at for the sure. End of the block yeah, or something. I mean, like, I mean, I it's I guess it's easy said and done. I don't know how the process works or how they offers that they have. They can they can have do that. You know. Well, there's just so much. There's just so much. There's so much dismissal of women, you know, where it's like, yeah. hey, we looked, I don't know, what'd you say, two dudes, one maybe, uh, we didn't see anybody. You know, like, there's not enough there to, you know, keep somebody there, use manpower and, you know, have a guy sit outside of an apartment for his whole shift because a, yeah. a woman said so, in their eyes, you know. And that's my guess, obviously, but yeah, I agree with you, it's like, you know, in an ideal world, a woman's like, uh, you're saying the FBI didn't send somebody here? Okay, well, somebody came here and said they were the FBI, so I'm scared. Can you leave a patrol car? I said, nah. We can't yeah. do that. We can't. They know, my, they, know my, they know my full name. Yeah, they know where I, uh, they, I, they like, came to my house. Yeah. So, I mean, is, is, is that like, is that not an offense or like you? And, well, be, you can't impersonate an FBI officer, but you got to get caught. Oh, okay. Oh, got you. Know, yeah, you're right. He's okay. definitely, yeah, yeah DMX got, um, <laughs> DMX got charged with that. Really? 
<laughs> DMX is a wild boy, man. Yeah. I think he was riding uh, around in a police car. And he's like, I'm the police, huh? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, police stole it? Yeah, yeah. I'm officer, wow. I'm officer, that doc, doc, man, X, officer, man, you're DMX. Yeah. You are a multi-platinum, so get in the back of the squad car. Uh, uh, yeah. So on, um, August 27th, 2008, another man came to, another man came to her door. Oh, wow. So this is often falsely reported as five days later after the first incident, but it would actually seem to be four days. So it was four days between when the first guy came and then this next guy. So they went right back so, and tried again. Yeah, right. So the first man came to her door on August 23rd. This man also addressed her by her full name, but this time claimed to be delivering a package. Oh, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't. When you deliver a package and somebody says, who is it? You say mailman or you yeah. say UPS or you say FedEx and you just drop the package. And go. Not gonna you do- don't sit there and Kanika? say. <laughs> yeah. You, you in there? It's like, what? Nope, nobody does that. Yeah. My mailman has uh, never like waited for me to give him confirmation. He'll not I hear a knock and then he like beep, 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 boop, beep. Yeah, and they right, just, the noise, it's the scanner, yep. And yeah. nobody Nobody's like, hey man, are you home? <laughs> hey. Like what? Yeah. Not a good scan. This sounds like uh, human trafficking to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, it just seems like a setup. But it's just so They're trying to get her to open the door. Trying to get that's it. Just trying to get her, catch her slipping. Yeah. Trying to get, and, th- and then. Let and me try something makes, else what, this time. Exactly. What's ma- what makes me nervous is you try the FBI one. You try this FBI scam, and then mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Oh, I'm going to just. Well, oh, that was too intense. To yeah, I'm going to do like, more. What? I'm going to do a more laid back version because who doesn't open the door if they got something, they expecting something, you know? Right. If, if anything, is you do the opposite. You do, okay, they don't open the door for package. Okay, then I'm going to go, I'm going to act like I'm law enforcement. Yeah. yeah, that's how that's how I was. They de-escalated instead of escalating. Yeah. They 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 right. went back instead of heightening. Right, and then and then if, if you're not expecting a package, you're like, yeah, you're like I didn't order what? anything. <laughs> right. Leave it. Um, leave it at the. You know what I mean? Like I'd be like, okay, why? What? We need yeah. your signature. That's that might could get me, but I, it's like you knock, but and I, if if you don't open the door, I never. You know what I mean? Like you usually, you don't. You shouldn't be having a conversation with the with the mailman, like. You right. knock. If I don't open the door, then you leave me a sorry we missed you letter. Notice, or, yeah, yeah you know. notice, or you go, or you go. Especially if they don't want to open the door. Yeah, which a lot of people, a lot of people at going all. So the COVID nineteen, they're not opening the door. So you go, I go, I'll leave it there, and if they open the door, I'll go, I'll sign for it for you. Yeah, so we don't have that contact. Right. But um, some people don't even. It's again her thinking of these things is so. You know, she she's got a good head on her shoulders because some people might she's go, oh, a, oh, a package, oh yeah, I'll, yep. well, let me open the door. Yep, yep. They're not catching her slipping at all. Mm-mm. She's like, this is a, especially after the first event. Now she's, you know, now she's, she know now. She's on high alert now. Um. So yeah, so the man addressed her by a full name and claimed that he was delivering a package. She refused to open the door again, and he walked away, claiming to be retrieving the package. He never came back to the door and he left no package and no note. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems that there was another incident the next day on August 28th, which may be where the heirs come in about the timeline. Another man knocked on the door claiming to be delivering a package for her. He came by 7.30, 7.30 in the morning, which is that's early. super early. Yeah, that's early. That's really early. He used a full name, frightened. Kanika not only did not open the door for him, but called her mom. She wanted to know who delivered packages so early in the morning. Yeah. The police were called again, but they did not find the man. 
So I mean, she's like, I mean, like, who? Seven thirty? Yeah. Seven thirty is like clocking time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's you got to my house first. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just already clocked in. What you clocked in? Mobily. You ever tried to like? Can you do that? Can you like? I'm gonna get a head start on my route to try to get done early. Can you do no. that? No, no, no. Oh, you okay. can't do that. No. Okay. No. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm gonna this, deliver this shit so, tonight. <laughs> I'm off right. Tomorrow. No, you can't. No, you can't do that. Because <laughs> you gotta do your personal vehicle, and that that looks sketchy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Then you look like this yeah. person. Who, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I guess he tried to switch it up and like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go early. I'm gonna go early and like I'm delivering a package or whatever. Yeah, too early. This guy just can't yeah. get it figured how things work. Yeah, this, I, but he's the, these dudes relentless, man. He's like, yeah, you know, wh- whatever. It's, 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 so she, he wants whatever it is between him and this woman is personal. Yeah, and it's like he's after her. Yes. Um. So Kanika was leaving the next day for a trip and needed to run errands. She didn't want to wait until the dark. She didn't want to wait until dark to do them, do them mm-hmm. so she decided it would be safer for her to go out in broad daylight. Yeah. She left her apartment for a few hours and, ar- and arrived back home a little before noon. A man was sitting in the hallway. Wow. He was sitting in the hallway. Waiting for She him. was shot. Yep, she was shot several times in the torso with a handgun. Oh, wow. Police received the call. Yep, police received the call at 11.50 a.m. And she was rushed to the hospital. Kanika never regained consciousness and died the next day on August 29th. Wow. So this was a matter of like three or four days that all this, all this, that these events happened. This so that was four a days hit. straight. Yeah, so that, and that's what that was one of the theories. Yeah, that was one of the theories that this was a this was some type of hit. Yeah, and definitely somebody paid this person, or this dude was a hitman, or whatever. or an ex, or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's some kind um, of grudge that that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so Kanika's murder baffled police with the police. Her wallet and keys were found beside her body, which effectively ruled out robbery. She had no su- significant en- enemies, nor did she have a, a history of risky behavior. They claimed the that they did job. not. Right. Uh, they claimed that that they did not believe her job was a significant factor in her murder. Now that was one of the conspiracy theories too that her job being so government and secretive, security and, and secretive yeah. that it, that they were saying that you know. She knew some information about something, mm, like that unsolved mystery shit. Yeah, yeah. She knew some information about something that whoever this person was, or whoever hired this person, whatever the case may be, didn't want to get out. And right. that should, when you hear that shit, that shit is scary. It, it scares the shit out of me for sure. So, internet conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories have cropped up um, after the tragic death. Theorists point to the tight-lipped response of the lab she worked for. Mm. who refused to specify what exactly she did for them. Mm. There's also a potential connection with another security worker, Sean Green, who worked for the National Counter-Tourism Center in Northern Virginia. He handled computers and also had high-level security clearance. And he also lived in Prince George's County, Maryland. Mm. On November 12, 2008, Sean Green was shot to death by a masked gunman at 5.31 p.m. And this is the same... This is the dude that just sprung up. Yeah. The guy <laughs> so that... He was shot. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he was shot and killed on November 12th of 2008. Jeez. Yep. Um, so he was she was a, shot in August, right? She was shot, yep. She and was then shot he, in August. And yep. then he got shot in November. He was shot in November, yep. Wow. 
Um, so he was in his car at a red light on his way to the gym um, from his apartment. And just got so done at was, a light. And just got done at a light. So they Come was waiting. On. Whoever this was, yeah, they, was wait, they was following this guy waiting for him. Come on. Yeah, so this was, this was, that was definitely it. This shit is too organized. Um, yeah, so his family claimed that he made these trips to the gym frequently, usually around the same time. Eyewitnesses claimed that the attack seemed personal and targeted. Yeah. Family and police, however, were baffled. Since Green was a loving family man who lived alone, um, who he loved his job and served as a role model to his nephews and nieces. Green did not seem to have any significant enemies nor engage in high-risk behavior, much like Kanika Powell. The connection between his death and Kanika's was made in the Washington Post, which speculated that their job could have had something to do with their murders. Mm. Um, so some people online disagree with that. Um, there has been speculation online that Kanika's murder was committed by um, this serial killer named uh, Jason Thomas Scott. Now, did you oh, do Jason yeah, yeah, Thomas yeah. Scott? You did that. Yep, yep. I, 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 did, I did it. I thought no, one of us I did. did. One, of us. one of us did that. That's the guy that worked for UPS. Yeah, he yep, worked for I UPS. Think did that story. Yeah, I did that. Yep. I think I did that. Yeah, I think you're right. He was yep. selling he was selling guns to people and he was killing mom and daughters. Yep. Wow. So he was Scott, shooting people. Yep. Scott was a serial a serial killer who murdered five women in that in that area around the same time. And he was a part time UPS worker. That's interesting. Who used information for the business to for the business to select and target his victims. So he was I, I buy that actually. for the shooting. I buy it too. Wow. So yeah. once they once they brought him up, I was like I remember hearing that story. I remember you doing that story. Yeah. And that guy using information from his job to go after his victim. Mm-hmm. And that and that package I was like, damn. Wow. And that area, I was like, that that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. No, I mean that yeah, that so sounds was, plausible. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but that that yeah. sounds plausible. For this to be unsolved. Yeah. That sounds like a really plausible idea. Uh, yeah, so he was sentenced in 2012 for the shooting and strangulation deaths of five women. He is suspected in many different burglaries and home evasions. Um, ultimately, Kanika's family still waits for justice for their daughter. Her mom is a woman of faith who believes one day her daughter's killer will be found. Until then, Kanika's memory lives on. As her mother, Judy, says, what makes her so remarkable was that she was a donor, I signed the papers, and two people in the metropolitan area were able to receive her kidneys also. We also mm-hmm. donated some tissue and bone, and her liver was donated to um, a research lab. Wow. Now, yeah, with with these, rest in peace, Kanika Powell. Rest in peace. Now, with these, sure. and rest in peace, Sean Green, too. Yes. Um, with these stories, I think the reason why I like these stories so much is, be- unfortunately, is because I think it's, what gets me is the, what are one of the words I want to use? I think it's the, the, the lack of, the lack of, clarity around yeah you get to speculate a little bit around the whole story yeah you get like yeah just based on the 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 consequences about you know what's going on and what you have in front of you is like who was who was after this person especially these stories specifically is just like you know they were murdered but by like but for what yeah yeah you get to you get to kind of you get to kind of play detective a little bit and yeah you know guess and you know a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people do that and end up actually solving cases, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's what that whole I'll Be Gone in the Dark um, book is about. Uh, Michelle Michelle McNamara, she mm-hmm. she solved the Golden State Killer case pretty much. I mean, she was uh, had a heavy hand. Her, Paul Holes, Billy Jensen, ton of other yeah. people, they, they, they were working overtime, 
when nobody was connecting dots, they were out there connecting the dots, you know. But Michelle McNamara is just like a person, you know, who was interested yeah. in the case. So sometimes that shit pays off. So sometimes yeah, when you have I, a hunch, I, you should call a call yeah. a hotline and you know ask them, hey, have you guys looked at this? Leave a voicemail. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I think in that case it's different because it's like, um, especially if it's just like some random regular person that that don't have to deal with thousands of other cases. Yeah, trying to solve one case, they you can, can they can zoom focus in, on this one know? thing. Right, it's, it's it's probably much easier, but um, but that's what you need that's, sometimes. That's right, what right, a private that, eye is. It's like. The police are too busy to solve this case. I'm hiring an outside person to do this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But that was my first this week. That was Kanika Powell. Just, you know, this story that which would give me goosebumps is, you know, she sent this email out to her friends and going, hey, this crazy these events happened. happened. Y'all need to beware. And then it just kept happening. A week later, she ends up dead after she called the police. Yeah. No, the FBI, like, hey, somebody's outside my house yeah. twice, impersonating to be FBI agent, UPS, and it's like, that is crazy. And if it was that dude, uh, Jake Scott, is like, that was part of, that was his MO, that's what he did. Yeah, that lines up a very much with what his yeah. MO was. That is very, so, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And so, then you said that, so I was like, wow. Another thing I'll say is like, I mean, it sounds like she had a pretty good job. Regardless of you know any yeah. economic level or whatever, I, I think that there should be no apartment buildings that have just doors that you could just open. You know, I'm not a fan of that. I, I think yeah, every door I should be able to buzz. Like you shouldn't be able to just come to my door. I need to be able to buzz you in, or you you need to bring me or something like that. I don't like. Do- my mom was looking at a, a a condo at one point where you could just open. The- I was like, no, you're not. You're not living here. No, it's not. It's well, not. you mostly see those in like the project areas where it's like. It's kind of like the stairs outside. It's like yeah. It's like it's like those. There's no like, door. There's no like main no, door. You're just right. walk in. You're just yeah. yeah. You're outside until you're inside. Right. Yeah. I don't like that. It should be some type of buzzer or a key or something or a code or something to get through the door. Sure. But that just we just open it. You can just walk in. Mm-hmm. Could we just hang out and whatnot? Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. I, I, that is not safe. I don't like that either. But. Um, it sucks that she was in the process of getting her alarm system, and it was just too late. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like it might not even have done her any good because he was just in the lobby. Yeah. So. Well, he well he broke into her house. So. Oh. He was in yeah he was in the hallway. Oh okay got it got it yeah. got it got it got it okay got it yeah. So wow. it was a home invasion. He was just in there waiting. He was in the hallway of her apartment. Place. In an apartment, yeah. Wow, that's even more terrifying. I thought you meant like the hallway of the complex. Like she turned to go down her hallway of her to f- go to her door, and yeah. he's like in that hallway. That's even ter- like you go into your apartment and he's in- that's wow. That's even more terrifying. Jesus, um, wow. Rest in peace, Kaniko. Yeah, that is so fucked up, man. Jeez, that's terrifying. And rest in peace to yeah, the young man, man so, Mr. Green as well. Um, yeah. So just you know, we've mentioned this plenty of times the women out there i just have your mace i mean it's i don't it's, it's 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 a different it's a different situation when you're staring at the barrel of a gun Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's it's pretty it's not it's a lot of people don't have that fight or flight for sure you know, i can't to, tell somebody react yeah i can't tell you like don't fight the gun you know but what yeah. i will say is if if the threat is like here's a gun 
if you don't get in this car, I'm going to shoot you. If you don't come with me, I'm going to shoot you. Whatever they're going to do, you might as well fight, to me, in my opinion. Because whatever they're about to do to you is terrible. But mm-hmm. if you try to fight or run away, you can you you maybe can get away or cause a commotion or something. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't comply with a with any kind of um get in the car or get in the trunk. Or, I, I I can't do it. Yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty easy to say because some people will go. Some people have a different mindset. Will go if I just cooperate for sure. No, I understand the 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 reasoning yeah. behind it. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But just 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 the women out there watch your back. I I always think about that lady, that young lady I seen when I was in Myrtle Beach jogging with her headphones in at like eleven o'clock at night. That yeah. still bothers me. Awareness, <laughs> awareness like, just on zero. Yeah, that is wild to me. Like yeah. you jogging with just your jogging suit on, like whatever women wear, the, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, and headphones. Like ain't no way, no possible yeah. way that ain't, that's not happening. But women just be aware especially sure. now since they doing it in the daylight now so yeah. it's like you, you have to be on high alert at all 24 7 yeah and now it's people, people walking around with masks <laughs> yeah know, which is something again i don't really think about as a dude you know obviously i'm from baltimore i'm black so you know with all this mass shit going on in general there's gas stations and shit i won't go to but if i there's certain neighborhoods i'm like oh it's 10 dudes outside of this gas station wearing surgical masks and they're like got loud it's like yeah. I'll, i can run on this i got a little tank i can get somewhere else yeah i'm not supposed to be in an area yeah. i'm down here for some type of reason i'm not even supposed to be down yeah. here. So so, i just i just go until i'm comfortable yeah so i'm conscious of those <laughs> things but i mean there's a whole bunch of things that i might be conscious of that even still a, a woman has to be conscious of a thousand more things than the, even yeah. just that of me being like i don't want to get jumped or my car stolen when I'm going to get go to get the gas, pay for the gas or whatever, you know. So they're like, "Oh, uh, gross, there's a guy following me in a, around a grocery store. Uh, there's a guy behind me at the ATM. He's a little too close to me. Uh, you know, whatever. You know. So there's a lot of. Th- I'm jogging, and you know, see, I I, I feel like I talked about it on this podcast, but it fucked me up when me and Sierra first got together, and um, Bella moved in. We moved in together, and Bella moved in, and she's like, "I can go jogging." And I was like, "What? What? What do you mean?" Oh yeah, yeah, I do. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, you know, I just can you have you have a dog with you. You, you know, people won't mess with you because there's an animal there, so you just feel a little more safe to go running around." I was like, "Wow, I didn't even, I didn't know that's why you weren't jogging." <laughs> you know, um, yeah. As we got we as we dated longer, I was like, "That's not why you don't go jogging." <laughs> she doesn't like to jog, and you know, but she can jog comfortably now if she wants to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Fucked up story. That's 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 kind of crazy. That hearing that story kind of reminds me of um, like a black person going jogging. It's like it's like you can hear I I can hear a black person saying, "Oh, now I can go jogging because I have a dog with me now." Sure, I have I mean, a dog. Yeah. I can go jogging because I'm not just just random black dude jogging. Just running around. I don't look suspicious. suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> look suspicious, and people think I'm stealing something or whatever. Absolutely, I look yeah. like I have a, a reason to be jogging. I have a dog yeah. that has like a harness leash on. It's like, oh, you're not just, you don't just look like you're running around or running away from something or whatever right. the people might think you're doing. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, man, fucked up story. Jeez. Um, <coughs> let's go ahead and wrap this up, man, because I am faint. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and jump into these good vibes. Good, 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 good
All right, welcome back, people. This is the good vibe segment. This is one of my favorite segments of the show, believe pick, it or not. Pick because, me up, Fran. Pick me up. Pick me up, Fran. Yeah, because, because we get so down on these stories, and then they go, like, this part is like, it's just, it's kind of like my style of relief. I go, ah. Something positive some going news. on in the world. I get to hear some good news. Yeah, I get yeah. to hear some good news now. If we can end the show with some good news, I can, my mind is clear or whatever. So, my good vibe this week is about Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is no stranger to being featured on national news headlines. Sure. But it's not just because of his legendary sports career. He is also regular regularly praised for his praised for having um, a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. In addition of being hailed for his charity work and random acts of kindness, Shaq was applauded by law enforcement on Facebook after he stopped to help Florida woman who was in a car accident last week. Oh jeez. According to uh, to the uh, was it Alachua County Sheriff's Department? Sure, I don't know where that is. If you say so. <laughs> Jack Jack pulled over to the side of I seventy five when he saw the woman's tire blow out. Mm. After making sure that she was okay following the collision, he waited with her until law enforcement arrived. What did he do? Pick the car Jack, up, put it on the side of the road, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, put it on the back, <laughs> and put it in the grass. Uh, Shaq left the scene shortly afterwards, but not before greeting the surprise officers with a fist bump as seen on the dash cam footage, which they do have a video of. Um, I did see, I'm sure it, it made its rounds over the week, so I'm, I'm sure some listeners have seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the album or not. No, I haven't seen it. Um, since the Sheriff's Department posted the video, social media has been viewed almost 400,000 times. Um, while it's not as if the NBA star was filmed removing a bullet, it was also heartening to see celebrities with kind of yeah. Uh, and reading this, shout out to Shaq. Dude is super hilarious. Uh, Very much so. This remind this remind me of when he was. I think he was like a cop. I don't know if that was like a real thing, but this seven foot dude, yeah, was like in I'm a, an undercover a, cop, a police, a police uniform or whatever, or like just regular clothes. Like Shaq, like, guess, I know it's you. Yeah, he's like, guess what? It's me, Shaq. Uh, yeah, man, I know, <laughs> I know it's you. Thanks. I know it's you. Uh, but yeah, you see this giant, this giant on the side of the road. This, Towering over everybody and all yeah. the cars or whatever. Got his dick all in your uh, window asking for your license and <laughs> registration because he, you're so down below him in your car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Shaq, uh, how he sat there with the young lady. Um, I thought that was super dope of him. Yeah, the great Shaqtus. Yeah. Wow, yeah, shout out to Shaq, man. Um, my good vibe story this week is about Haynes, and what they're doing is actually pretty commendable. Is um, what they're doing is they're equipping America's homeless population with a million masks to ensure they can access essential businesses. Because, you know, no right now, no shirt, no shoes, no masks, no service. So if you need to get yeah. into a McDonald's, get a coffee, some water. If you need to get into a Rite Aid, get your sanitary. You can't go in if you don't have a mask, and you might not have money to go get just get a mask. You know, so yeah. Uh, Haynes Basic Apparel is not only encouraging Americans to wear masks with the with their mask around campaign. Which I don't even I don't know if that's like a reference to jump around or <laughs> these companies always want to do some hip hop shit and I don't really know what you know what I mean yeah like it's like they just throw their thing on front of a you know what I mean <laughs> like like cool mask around so um, they are donating one million coverings to homeless communities across the country to help protect them and others from the spread of COVID nineteen using nonprofit organizations that they partner with for their annual sock drive. Haynes is giving special emphasis to COVID-19 homelessness spot, hot spots like Los Angeles, Miami, and Houston. They will leave distribution, distribution to groups like Invisible People, a homeless advocacy group in America. Um, 
one of the representatives was quoted as saying, equipping homeless people with masks allow them to enter essential businesses with mask requirements like grocery stores, which they otherwise would would not be able to access. Um, mm-hmm. This was this was Mark. This was said by Mark Horvath. He was the, he's actually the founder of Invisible People. He also went on to I say, like that name. Yeah, Mark Horvath. Yeah, I fuck with no, that. I mean like the the name of the oh Invisible People. Invis- yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't know if Mark Horvath is that dope. Name, but yeah. <laughs> Invisible People. Yeah, it's a dope name. Uh, it's very hard to contextualize homelessness for those who are lucky enough to not worry about access to bathrooms or basic needs like food and water. The impact is substantial. A survey commissioned by Haynes and conducted by Wakefield Research demonstrates that mask use in America is far from absolute. While 45% of people say they have 13 or more masks in their household, they admitted they often forget to wear them when going out. (laughs) I can't really talk. Um, I can't really judge. Uh, Haynes is supporting the national effort to slow the spread of COVID-19 with a TikTok. Haynes is... Really trying to be young. Uh, they're doing a TikTok and an Instagram campaign featuring social media personalities who who will ask custom who will ask consumers to highlight unique places they mask around to help keep others safe. Interesting. Um, <laughs> they like that. Where do you mask around? I mask around <laughs> at PF Chang's. I mask around at the skate parks. Oh, okay, man, cool. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we want to do our part to support the country's effort to slow the spread of COVID-19, said Sidney Falcon, chief branding officer at Haynes. Our goal is to raise awareness around the importance of wearing them to help keep each other safe and healthy. So shout out to Haynes for, you know, even though I don't, I don't agree with corny marketing, but they're out there, <laughs> they're out there putting boots on the ground and, and helping out, you know, our, you know, our uh, people that are, you know, house, house poor and, you know, um, are yeah. in, between, in between homes right now and, out on the street who might not have access to masks. So that's a very noble good, thing Haynes is doing. And they make a great t-shirt. Yeah, that good, that good vibes remind me of, um, I had a thought the other day, because um, I'm glad they're doing that because a lot of these people or homeless people um, that are out there have these masks going. And by it being 95 plus degrees outside, For sure, people having masks on, and then if they're not using it, they're putting under it under their neck. Yes. And it's that spread sweating yeah. and it's dirt and then like slide put, that right back up to your you face do, you like that is i feel like that, that defeats the purpose of having a, a clean mask for sure like you having this dirty mask like oh like yeah. outside I, of being homeless they, outside of yeah. being homeless they say if you are eating or whatever with your mask just take the mask off yeah because sliding like, it down on your neck, your neck yeah yeah like your neck is nasty <laughs> like especially <laughs> if you have like hair on your neck and all these kind of things like, you're sliding that part sweaty. up. That's the part that goes on your mouth. So you slide it down on yeah. your neck. It's rubbing on your neck, and then you ride, slide that right back up to your face. I know it's complicated, man. I know there's a lot of things where people just go, you know, well, geez, you gotta, you gotta wear the, you can't slide <laughs> the mask down. You gotta take it off. You gotta put it over your nose. It's like, listen, man, you don't want this shit, man. I'm trying to, t- yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell people, man, you don't want this shit, man. So if you don't want to wear a mask. Keep that six feet, you know. But if you go into a store, man, this is the people's private businesses. If the grocery store says yeah. hey, you got to wear a mask, then you got to wear a mask. You arguing with them is not – that's not your civil liberty. That's their business. That's just period. Yeah. So now I think they, they're giving out fines now if you don't have a mask on and, you know, in businesses or whatever. You're refusing to put a mask on. They're they going to find your ass now. I, so. I, I don't know how they can – 
implement that. And I also I've been hearing yeah. things about mask mandates, which I I don't know how I feel about. I, I wish people would just wear the masks because right now with the way police tension in America is right now, I'm not trying to see anybody in an escalated confrontation with police because they're like, where's your mask? And now yeah. you're getting punched yeah, yeah. in the face because you don't have a mask on. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just a, another reason for police to have interactions with people and for them to turn contentious. Because yeah. we already see people being like, I don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. And, you know, people are on edge. These police are on edge. And nobody's trying to hear no shit about, fuck you, I'm not wearing the mask. It's like, I don't know if I want to uh, give police the the duty of making people wear masks. Just wear yeah. it. I, I I wish we I wish the whole thing of like, do it for your neighbor. Was enough, you know. Yeah. And again, I sit here as a person who contracted, self-diagnosed the coronavirus from doing some stupid shit. But when I wasn't doing this stupid thing, I was wearing my mask all the time. Yeah. For whatever. I think Bill Nye, the science guy, came out and made the video like, just wear the damn mask. <laughs> yeah. Even Bill, Bill Nye, he's a science guy. <laughs> got Bill Nye out here cussing. He's sick of this. Yeah. You know, so for me, I sit here, I pledge. I'm done with basketball until it makes sense to play. Um, it's just not worth it. It's, you know, the sooner we are precautious and, and, and help to end this thing, the sooner we can go back to doing normal things and not risking our family members' lives and <laughs> risking people getting sick, I, you know. I'm hearing things about, you know, there's some people who get get sick and they have, like, permanent damage to their lungs and things like that. So even if you don't pass away, there are still – there can still be lingering effects to getting sick. Again, I want to I wanna lean on the fact that people are like, this is worse than a flu, bro. Like, I, if this was just a – I would be <laughs> – I would keep it a bean with you, friend, if it was – if I was just like, man, it's like a cold. Like, I would yeah. keep it 100 with you and everybody on this podcast if it just was like, oh, man, I mean, I've been a little down. This yeah. shit fucked me up, man. It's not fun. It's nothing fly about it. There's nothing cool about your fiance coming in and seeing you like in a fetal position, shaking. Like, what do you do? Are you okay? I'm like, I don't. I'm okay. I don't need anything. You know, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be cool still. Like, no, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm shivering. You know, it's just nothing fly about that. And now Sierra is where I was on Tuesday. So uh, she's still in in the midst of it. She's still got a couple days yeah. to get to the tail end of where even I'm at, and I still don't feel great. But you know, she's still got a, maybe another couple days of that. So, and that's on me. So, you know, um, just be living and learn, man. Living and learn, man. It's people, I just say, I just want just be responsible, man. Like it's it's yeah, it's real shit going on. Protect yourself. Protect the people that you care about, and just protect the country, man. Shit. Um, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 